good Christian music. We have a reason to thank God. We have a reason to bless His name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You know, last week, for those of us who could not come to the midweek service, I'd like to say that the Lord raised very serious matters that concerns us. And they are issues that I term them as the weightier matters of our faith. Praise the Lord. Because you see, sometimes you can preach on so many things to let people be happy. But these issues that the Lord raised had to do with the heart. And let me be honest with you. As I search and as I study, I have come to the conclusion that there is a may, may not, with every child of God. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? I'm not talking about an unbeliever. There is a may or may not. And I observe that the may is strictly related to the heart of man. And it has personally sobered me very much. And so this morning I want to share with you on the issue of that your, may your praise, may your praise come from God. Hallelujah. And I pray that everybody will be very mindful of this. Because I wish that we didn't have restriction on time. So that we could have tackled this matter very, very well. But thanks be to God, the Holy Ghost will help us to consider the little that will come our way and be decisive to lock it up in the heart of yours. Amen. Father, thank you for the privilege of receiving the word of God together with my brethren. And I pray that, O oh God, as we here, it descend into the heart of us, because you are relating this matter of may or may not on that day based on the state of the heart. And so give me offerings. I know that I don't have anything to say except you give me. And so I pray that let me just be in the flow. As your spirit will communicate this matter to us. This we ask for in Jesus name. And everybody said. Uh, this morning in our prayer meeting. The usual communion prayer meeting. We prayed for the nation. We prayed for the church. Reverend Sun led a very serious prayer. 
for the nation. And then Pastor Bimpong, equally for the church. But there was a scripture in Thessalonians that he used. When he said, Paul wrote and said, When we came to you with the word of the Lord, you did not receive it as the word of man. But you received it as the word of God. As I stood here in that prayer, that word was so strong. And I noticed that until the attitude of some of us change, we will not see the glory of God. Please forget about Pastor Dennis and receive the word of God as the word of God. Would you shout a big amen? If you do that, your life will not be the same. This week we have had a very strong message. And that relates to the heart of men. And I decided by the grace of God to conclude our teaching on it with the communion service. But I have come to understand the word may. And I want to say that. I don't know how we are going to do it. But it appears that every word in the scriptures... Are so strong. The word may. M-A-Y. In fact the title of my message. Actually should have been may. But there would have been a temptation that. Because he was born in may. (laughs) So I decided to say. May your praise. Come from God. Amen. The word may, I looked it up in the dictionary and it said, might possibly, the dictionary, the dictionary said might possibly, meaning that it might be possible. And then the, the dictionary constructed this sentence just to bring the understanding. He said, He may come or he may not come. Hallelujah. So the dictionary constructed a sentence just to bring understanding very clearly. And when I read that portion, then it dawned on my heart. This one, I didn't read it, but I think it's the Holy Ghost interpretation. Uncertainty. Hallelujah. It's not certain. But I observe that if you handle your heart very well, you will pass from uncertainty to reality on the day of the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is the only place in the Bible that God has connected that strong word If your heart is handled very well, you may pass and you will pass. Amen. Let's quickly go to Romans chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. Romans chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. The Bible said... 
No, no, 28. Verse 28 and 29. Thank you very much. It's my fault. 28 and 29. He said, For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and the circumcision that is of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from man, but from God. Amen. Christianity, you know, when Jesus had not come and Judaism was ruling the whole world. If you wanted to be a child of God and you wanted to come to Jerusalem to worship, you needed to be circumcised. Or else you don't venture. And when God, the circumcision became very strong because when God was going, was walking with Abraham... I think it was at the age of 99 or so that God spoke to Abraham and he said to him, Now I'm going to enter into, I'm going to enter into a kind of agreement with you. And what will be required of you is that you circumcise and then you circumcise all of your children. That will be the basis upon which we will seal our agreement. And so Father Abraham was circumcised. I wonder who did it for him, whether himself or somebody else. But that is irrelevant. He did it. And then he also circumcised all of his household, the male men. And that was the establishment as far as God was concerned. And out of that, then the promise was given, and Isaac was born. Praise the Lord. And so that is why the people of Israel are still struggling, because they have come to the conclusion that we are the descendants of Abraham, so we don't need any salvation. But I thank my God through Jesus Christ that the Bible is establishing strongly, strongly here. Circumcision doesn't mean a thing as far as Jesus has died and has taken care of the matter. Shout a big amen. So you see that when we became born again, circumcision took place in our hearts. And shout a big amen to that. You see, the reason why people respond to utter calls is because they are touched in their hearts. And when they come forward to surrender, immediately circumcision takes place. And it's in the spirit. It's not a natural something that you can boast about. That is why we need to be very careful about religious practices and simply live by the faith in the Son of God. Are you listening to me? Please don't miss this sermon. It's important. So the Bible says that 
To be, in other words, to be a real child of God has nothing to do with your circumcision in the flesh. If you travel to Israel right now and say they were the people that God chose, and therefore, like what is happening in America, the, the, now the, some of these faith people have gone back to the practices now uh, of Judaism, and they are trying to mix that with the faith in the Son of God. May I tell you and warn you that when you hear, it's so close. But that is not the matter. It is Jesus who died and resurrected and nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be subtracted to it. From it. Hallelujah. There's a, slot, there's a sermon going around. The people of Israel and those who have even come to believe now, they are trying to make it known as if it's not complete Without certain things, I want to say to you, it's complete because Jesus died and resurrected. Shout a big amen. amen. I thank God I have said this to you. Otherwise, you would, you know, you will hear some things and you would think that it's because of certain things I'm not doing and all of those things. Listen, your circumcision is of the heart. The Bible says that the circumcision of outward thing is nothing. I thank God that I don't need Israeli passport. I am more important than the one who has Israeli passport. I am an Israeli. I'm a Jew by the Spirit. Is that okay? Ghana has borrowed me a passport. But my real passport is a Jewish passport. Not the earthly Jewish, but the heavenly Jewish. Won't you shout a big Amen. Alright. And so he's not a Jew. Thank God he's not a Jew who is one outward. No circumcision that is outward in the flesh. It doesn't mean a thing. But then listen to verse 29. Read it for me, every one of you. One, two. Praise the Lord. Now listen to this. Whose praise is not from men, but of God. What is going to happen is that a day is coming when the Lord shall, shall, shall make reference to you because of the faith in the Son of God. And He will be happy to say you. When He says you, His praise is not of men, but of God. He will say, that's my Son. Because of Jesus Christ. Because your circumcision is not of the flesh, but of the spirit. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians now. Chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. And I would have loved to say a lot of things about this. But time is not on our side. So let's see. The Bible says, let a man so consider us. As servants of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. Moreover, it's required of a steward that, it's required of a steward that one be found faithful. But with me, it is very small thing that I should be judged by you or by human courts. In fact, 
I do not even judge myself. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. May the Lord be the one to judge you. Praise the Lord. I will explain that a bit. But verse 5 is very interesting to me. The Bible says, Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsel of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. That's a serious matter. That's a very serious matter. In the verse 1, you see what he said. And I pray that every one of you, you know, let me tell you something. It is not enough to be seen and to be declared, who are you to say I'm a Christian? It's not necessary. As soon as men set their eyes on you, these are the things they should see. Praise the Lord. As soon as men set their eyes on you, the first thing they should acknowledge is that let a man so consider us. In some versions they say, let a man so account of us. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ. The first thing that everybody should note is that whenever you are with people, they must see that you are a servant of Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? Now some of you, your eyes are closing and you say, I'm here. That's why I said, are you listening to me? When a person encounters you, the first registration on the heart of that individual should be, you are a servant of God. Amen. A servant does not speak for himself. A servant speaks for his master. A servant does what his master requires. And so I want you to know that the best advertisement that we can go about with is that as soon as a man encounters us, he should know for himself that we are servants of Jesus Christ. Amen. The second thing that I would like for you to consider is that not everybody understands the Word of God, but one of the signs is... That you belong to the Lord is this fact that the Bible says, and no, stay there in the verse 1. And stewards of the mystery of God. Shout a big amen. What does that mean? Simply means that the way you can break down the word of God to the other people, it is hidden. But unto you, it has been revealed. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. If you're a child of God and you catch this, you will never have any problem. Anytime you will have people coming your way, because the issue is that they know that that which has been concealed has been given to you. And you will be the one who will be the, the interpreter. And so when the Bible talks about the mystery has been given to us, I challenge everybody here this morning that let me tell you there's something in you that if only you avail yourself, you will be such a blessing to many generations. How you will explain the Word of God will bring such understanding, 
such an understanding to many people. And this is not only the job of the pastor. You are a pastor in your own right because you have been made a priest. Are you listening? And so meaning that when you are having, like we are going to have church in the home. When you begin to talk, may you be a blessing. Praise the Lord. May you bring such an interpretation and understanding because as stewards of the mystery of God, we carry the understanding. Preaching somewhere, someone said to me, I don't understand how. I have read all the scriptures that you quoted, but you seem to have a deeper and different understanding. And I said, it's because the mystery has been committed into my hands. May it be committed into your hands as well. Hallelujah. Let not every one of us sit down and think that I cannot do. Do you know that every one of us sitting here this morning has a congregation? They are coming to you. Handle them. And expose the word of God to them. The Bible says to them not, but unto us. It has been given that we may understand the mystery of the gospel. Shout a big amen. amen. To them not. But to us, it's been given that we may understand the mystery of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Now, I do not want to continue very much in this, but there is a point that I want to make in the verse uh, 4 and 5, which is very crucial to me. He says that, for I know not, I think those of us who were here on Wednesday, Pastor Bimpon brought it very down uh, when he said that, you see, I mean, you don't allow, and he even cited an example of some cocoa farm matter and all of that. You know, when people come and cause trouble for you, may I tell you something? When people come and cause trouble for you, you don't need to reach high up and face them. Because you're a servant of God, stay calm. He says, for I know nothing. No, in the verse 3, let me explain that quickly so that we will close. He said... But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. That was the scripture that he quoted and it stayed right in my heart. What he was saying was that, you know, there is no need that even if people want to cheat you, no need. Allow them. Because you don't need anybody to judge you. When people want to come and cause trouble for you, you should be too dignified to face them because they don't know. Just relax and be in control. Hallelujah. That's what made him quote that scripture. But then in the verse 4, I love that he says that. For I know nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Let me tell you something. Shall we grow to the point when people will not have any accusing hands towards us, but God himself would have told you, son, what you are doing is not good. Daughter, what you are doing is not good. So you live in an atmosphere when people now can pick nothing. And let me tell you something, it is not correct when people can have something substantial against you. You are not saying amen. Let's live the life in such a way that we don't need people to tell us that what we did was wrong. We live in such a way that even before we are tempted to do it, 
God would have said, son, son, daughter, daughter, is that what you want to do? So let no man judge you from now. Let the Lord judge you. Don't you think it's a good statement to shout a big amen? Now, the verse 5 is my main reason. And that's really what is touching me. He said, therefore, judge nothing before the time. Until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsel of the heart, then each one's praise will come from him. Praise the Lord. This is a very serious scripture. Is everybody ready to hear? You know, Antina, I can say something. You're a good woman, no doubt about that. Are you listening? I can, she, actually she's a good woman in my eyes. Okay? She's a good woman, faultless. But, we have a bigger issue. As much as I can declare and everything around Antima, Antina shows she's a good woman, it is not enough. So if Antina were to depend on my commendations, you will have a shock. You are not listening to the word of God. It is good to tell people they are good. And those of you who receive that, I want to beg you. Hallelujah. Those of you who receive those commendations, may I beg you. If it eats into your head and heart, you're on your way there. And when the day comes, the counsel of your heart shall be revealed. When Absalom decided to deal with his brother because of what he has done. You know, the Bible declares that he never said good or bad. The counsel of his heart was intact. And many years after, that was when he executed it. And you know, it was such that the king even relaxed. And I'm sure in praying for all his sons, every morning... He will just thank God for everyone. Lord, I thank you that my children are not violent. I thank you that they are beautiful children. But in the midst of all of this, Absalom will say, we are beautiful. Wait until the day. And so this matter of the heart is the only place that you will see God uses strong words. And so I beg you, be a true Christian from inside out. These scriptures are so frightening. For the Bible says, therefore judge nothing. You know when he said, therefore judge nothing, he was making reference to what human beings will say. Are you listening? He was not talking about God. He was talking about what human beings will say about you. He said, therefore, judge nothing. And you know, when he talks about judge, he's not talking about only evil, eh? He's talking about even good, judging them good. 
or judging them bad. He says that don't worry yourself. So now, I notice that a man whose heart has been circumcised and fears the Lord is never moved by anything that anybody does. And I pray that may the Lord judge you in such a way that it, will, it wouldn't matter what anybody says to you. Because you will be on the path to what is right. Hallelujah. Now when he said that, he said, Therefore judge nothing before the time. Now I was thinking about before the time. What does that mean? You know, everything that we are doing, Sister Hope, everything we are doing, it doesn't matter until the day of the Lord. Until the day of the Lord. Until the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord shall reveal the real stuff. So when he said, judge nothing until a time, until, judge nothing before a time, until the Lord does what? I'm here, I want to hear, until the Lord does what? Has he come? Until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness? Everybody say the hidden things of darkness. One more time. I was trying to illustrate something. Antenna, I love her. She's a good woman. To the best of my knowledge, she's an excellent woman. But there is a problem. Can I read what is in here? Can I read what is in Grace's heart? Can I read what is in Auntie Nora's heart? These people are mentioned as far as I'm concerned. If I was actually at the heaven gate, before they appear, I will pass them. I will tell the angel, open, my teacher is coming. Open, my administrator is coming. No, one of my daughters in the church came to share something with me during the week. And I knew it was of the Lord. And I was disturbed, honestly. She said that the Lord appeared and took some people. There was only one person she recognized in the church. I tell you. I was about saying that you didn't see me. But <laughs> now I'm serious. And of course, what she said to me, we, she's a young Christian, just about three or four years old. What she said to me, I knew it was dito dito from the Lord. She belongs to a certain fellowship at the school. And also saw also two people. And then, as she narrated that, she said she got up and took her Bible. And she went to the field to pray. But it was so clear. But when she said that to me, then once again the Holy Ghost strongly hit my heart with the word. I will reveal what is in the heart of man on that day? 
You know, I, when she told me that I came down and I met the person that she said, I saw this sister. I was about going to tell her. I said, I'm going to tell her to swallow her heart so that she doesn't say that, ah, I'm already there. She's not there. Though she has been seen, let me tell you a mystery about the kingdom of God. Though she has been seen, she still has a life to live. And if she doesn't live that life accurately, her seat will be aborted. Am I preaching? Forgive me if my, my, my messages are not... Uh, but you see how God is very strong. He said, he, and the heart, do you notice that the reference point was no other place than the heart? It has nothing to do in the natural. Of course, however, when the heart is right, everything else out of the abundance of the heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, demonstration follows. Praise the Lord. The truth of the matter is that I know it's a very hard statement, but it's the truth. Whatever you do is coming from your heart. Amen. Very wonderful Christians don't want to hear that. But that's the truth. And I know that sometimes when we are caught in that, we say, I was joking. May you not joke then. Ah, when I say, may you not joke then, you didn't say amen. Praise the Lord. Is your Bible, you borrowed your Bible, you borrowed somebody's Bible today. If it's your Bible, put your pen under it and underline. In the verse 5. And I want you to sit down after here. Spend hours. Because I noticed that the Bible says, you see, he used the word, the counsel of the heart. It's not in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. The epistles of the day. You see, no matter what we do, the day of the Lord will declare the matter. Hallelujah. So, I want you to pay attention, dear brethren. What goes on in your heart is paramount to everything. So, it means that when something is springing forth, Pastor Bimpo on Thursday night said, flash it out. Deal with it. God did not say they will not come. But as they come, fight the good fight of faith. Say, get thee behind me, Satan. It is not allowed for me to do this. Hallelujah. I want to show you some few things that are very critical in this matter. You see, we all know that the Bible has spoken about every man's work. And I think I've demonstrated it enough in this place. That every man's work will be tested, isn't it? One more time, I want to remind you. Where's my small boy? Yeah, you are small. When you marry, I will relieve you from that. Praise the Lord. You are not in protocol uniform today. You see, 
Let me tell you what will happen. On that day of the Lord, when he has said, the hidden things, or the, 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 the hidden things of darkness will be revealed, you don't have any idea. He goes further to say, the counsel of the heart, The counsel of the heart, whatever that has been entertained in our hearts, and we have yielded to, to doing them, on that day, it shall be revealed. This is what makes me fear Christianity. You see, if you have Buddha, you know Buddha, you don't know Buddha. You Buddha you of this thing, eh? If you have Buddha and you are going to pray and you go and wash your list like that, hey, stand there. You wash everything and you think that, okay, by washing my hands, my face, and making my face nice, in fact, you wash, you wash. And after washing, you do this. And look very holy. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. When anybody sees you, when I was young and I saw people who were praying and who always wear white and be very nice and were praying, I thought the religion was good. And I also started it. Because I had an uncle who was a Santicremo. He will, you know, he will, he will, he will. And then he will go and cross his leg and make his face very nice and mama something I never had. You know, that one I never had so I could do it. As soon as he moves from the place, let me to go and sit on the mat. If you came in there, you will see me very poor. When I finish from that place, the heart will decide whether when what I did was correct or not. So the Bible said, the hidden things shall be revealed. I want you, as a child of God, if you don't fear anything, begin to protect your heart. So now, somebody, you have a mic here. Give it to her for me. Somebody go to First Corinthians chapter 3. I'm coming to show you why you are there. Verse 12, 11 to 13. Let's start from now. now listen to this. Yes, please. Let, listen to this. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 to 14. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Ah. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. Ah. For the day will declare it. 
because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Hmm. Hallelujah. See, let me tell you something. That's why we are pleading with God. That whatever you are doing, do it genuinely from your heart. Amen. Because a day is coming that whatever you have done will be tested. You see what when she read will be will be will, will be tested. Athena is a hospital visitation leader there. Sometimes when they go and work, Athena, sorry, sometimes when they work, I said, these women, they have clothes, they are here. Lord, they are wonderful, oh, help me. And then, because when I see them, I'm being challenged, I should have been there myself to do it. But this is their ministry, they are doing it. It's okay, no problem. And I encourage you to do it. But you see, God is saying that even with that one that he's doing, God would not take it as special as I have taken it. If it's Antina is doing it because, you know, Reverend son is too troublesome. If I don't do it, my report will not be complete. For his sake, I must do it. God say, okay, no problem. So on that day, the fire will begin to work. So now, Sapon, you are coming. The angel will say, you are Sapon. Yeah. We have to check your matters. And then as for Saponga, the fire will go. Will burn everything. When he's so confident that I have done something for the Lord. But if there is something I must tell you. If this brother had a very good heart. The one that Jesus changed. He decided to build on that foundation. As soon as. When he thought he would get more, when he passes through the fire, he won't get anything. In fact, his dress would even bend. He would say, but thanks be to God, himself will be saved. But whatever he has thought was a plus has been finished. The fire has made it kojoto. So you see, I want us to be very mindful of whatever we are doing, we must do it as unto. Hallelujah. So that's why he said, Come down. We have talked about the foundation. Come down, 12. Go ahead. Now, let me quickly say something about this. You will see that some people do things with straw. I plead today. Now, when a straw passes through fire, what do you think will happen? See how wise God is. So, things that you are doing for the Lord that are made of straw. You know, can I explain what it means? That are, well, it's, as I say, it's a straw. Even if you are somebody who does your things behind that nobody sees. If it is not solid from deep from your heart, I want to do this for my Lord. I'm doing it because of Jesus. What you're saying is, let me do it anyhow. And I pray that this church will change. 
Now you ain't minutes to wait. We will change and be very genuine in everything we do. Shout a big amen. amen. Since I'm here, I'm reminded of you. Ambassadors. I need to sing. If I don't come, the choir master, the director will not be happy, so I'm there. May that thing stop. I want to do it as unto the Lord. Amen. So you don't use that platform for any other thing than to please the Lord. Hallelujah. In the verse 13, every one of us should read this, please. One, two. So when I spoke about Antenna, it was not very clear. I am the one who spoke like that. But the one who will speak on that day, he will speak clearly. And it will be precise. Therefore, please the Lord. Please the Lord. Hallelujah. Someone, thank you. It's okay. Church, thank you very much. Put your hands together for me. You are always in trouble with me. Forgive me, okay? This heart matter offer. It's so important that that's where I notice that if we all need to do anything at all, let's pay more attention to our hearts. Amen. Amen. I want to show you a few things and then we'll come to the communion table. I was quite surprised. Now, I, I told you about this word, may. I was studying one day and the Holy Ghost made that word jumped up. And so this week when we were considering the heart of, of, of a man, and then the Lord connected it to that. I sat again and I went back and I started making my reference. And then I saw something that was so unique that was said by Paul concerning Onesiphorus. Onesiphorus or something. Yeah. That can be found in Second Timothy chapter 1. From verse 15, I want you to watch. Everybody shouldn't sleep. This is a very crucial time. Now, 15 is okay. The two guys know. 16, all the way to 18. Mama, can you please read that? Now, listen to this. The Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, mm -hmm. for he often refreshed me mm. and was not ashamed of my chain. Mm -hmm. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. Mm. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Praise the Lord. I hope you caught that revelation. Did you see the commendation from Paul, very solid. In the verse 16, look at what he said. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. When everybody else was ashamed to identify with Paul, this brother in Ephesus, as long as he hears brother, brother Paul is in town, 
he will prepare his room like, you know, the prophets who was applying the road and the, the widow decided to make sure, why is this man going every day? Let's prepare a place for him so he could stay here. And then the Bible says, after continuous like that, then the man of God blessed because he didn't have a son and the man of God, by the word of the Lord, blessed him. And this, 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 this woman had a son. Now, the same way in the, Old, in the New Testament, anytime Paul came to Ephesus, Onesiphorus would just take some time off and say, Brother Paul is in town. Hey, quickly, my house. Go and clean the room. Go and do this. Hey, uh, uh, Yaba, can you cook the food? And they will cook. And Brother Paul will come in and Brother Paul will be very happy. Oh, thank you so much, my dear one. We are so concerned about me. God richly bless you. And evenings they will have prayer meeting. And Paul would explain the word of God to them. Paul was a familiar visitor of that house. And so it was wonderful. Then he began to pray. He said that the Lord grant to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and not ashamed of my, my chains. When others didn't want to identify with him, this brother was very bold to identify with him. And so he said, Lord, may you grant him mercy. I pray that all of us will receive mercy from the Lord. Lord, may you grant him mercy. Now going in the verse 17, listen to some serious things. And then the Bible says that, But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. When Paul was in difficulties in Rome, when Paul was being taken from one place to the other, and then, then he was under strict uh, surveillance, when this brother landed in Rome, the man that nobody wants to identify with him because he preaches and he goes against Judaism, this brother didn't care. He went and said, Brother Paul, I'm so happy you are here. Now, I'm, I want to be, bring you something. I brought you some vegetables and, and some fruits that in the prison you may eat. Oh, we are praying for you, brother, that God will help you out in all this situation. You know, you see the word he used. The Bible said, he zealously looked for me. Now, in the natural if somebody receives you like this in his house, if the person is so, when nobody else wants to identify with you, and this person is so strong, identify, identifying with you in every situation of yours, don't you think that this brother's heaven door is open? You're not minding me. Don't you think that the brother's door is already open? But in the prayer, listen to what Paul said in the verse 18. The Lord grant to him that that he may uh, that he that he may that he that he it was disturbing to me. I thought Paul would say, "Your your reward will be great on that day. God will honor you." I thought in the prayer Paul would say. Father, you see how this man has ministered to me and zealously looked for me and everything that he has done, Lord. On that day, let people know that this is your approved servant. He didn't have the right to say it. So he said, the Lord grant to him that he may find mercy. 
when I saw the credentials and the activities of Onesiphorus. Why should a brother pray like this? Because it's not within his jurisdiction. It's within the jurisdiction of the Lord on that day. I pray that on that day the Lord will show you mercy. Are you listening? These are the hidden things of the gospel that have been revealed to us. And as you hear them, may your life be affected. So the Bible says that the Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord. And I was wondering, brother, couldn't you add something more and say, Lord, let him enter? Paul of all was trying to say, it's not my power. But because of the good things that he does, Lord, may he not slip. I beg you. So when I saw the Lord emphasizing that word, may, 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 it relates to the heart. When your heart is fine, you are likely to make it. Hallelujah. Everything else doesn't matter. It depends on what God will see in your heart on that day because we have already seen that the heart will reveal every hidden thing. And I pray that you'll be conscious of this matter. Are you understanding me? I'm coming to a close and I want you to get it very clear. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord. From who? Mercy from who? Not mercy from Paul. Not mercy from any man. You know, sometimes we get very excited as servants of God and when people do things, we some flippantly will just say, your place is secured in heaven. When I study these things, I repent. I hope this thing I'm preaching, everybody understands that. It's very easy that my pastor has blessed me. Sister, for what you have done, the heavens have recognized you. Your place is secure. You know, when you hear such things from a man of God, are you hearing me? In fact, because you see, they are heavy pronouncements. Sister, what you did for me, brother, come and let me bless you. You will live long. Your seat has been reserved in heaven. No one can take your seat. You are not my enemy at all. The angels will meet you on the way. They will carry you on the wings like eagles. And at the gates, you will be saluted. Because you and I are standing with Jesus. And you know, you see, let me tell you some of the things that we are being deceived about. Of course, if you have your pastor talk like this, you would think that the door has already been opened for you. From where? Praise the Lord. 
I want to hear you shout hallelujah. You see, let me tell you something. If your heart is not correct and you think it's a lightweight matter, repent today. If, if, if your heart, listen, you don't need, the man was preaching on Thursday, you don't really, you don't need anybody. Thanks be to God, the Bible told us that we have received such an unction that we don't need anybody to teach us. You know that reference is not referring to the teaching that we do is referring to the fact that the Holy Spirit will pinch you. He will prompt you. You yourself, you should be able to say, Lord, I am very sorry for what I did. It's not right. One of the things I noticed, that people don't confess things that people have seen. No, let me put it right. They confess only the ones that everybody has seen. But the ones that their heart will be judging you and say, did you? Why did how many of us have heard such a statement? Why did you say that? Sometimes the Holy Ghost will say, Why did you say that? And when the Holy Ghost says, Oh, for you, why did you say that? Does, does Pastor Dennis know? So the Bible is very clear. And so, I honestly. I have refrained from certain prayers. In fact, I didn't used to do them and I'm careful. I've done one or two, okay? But you can't have me. I was preaching somewhere and then I didn't get another crusade and when we finished, the secretary of the local council of churches, he said, he came and said, you know, I want you to pray for me. You know, I, I want you to lay hands on me. And I began being uncomfortable. He said, I want you to impart on me. I said, I, ah, yeah, there's an impartation. Actually, there's an impartation that we, within our limits, we can. Amen. So I did that within our limits. But I was careful. Can't hold the head and say, ah, may the Lord establish you in. Okay, may the Lord. That one may. May. If I don't use the word may, you'll be established. You will be above everybody. You will go like wing. You will win like wing. I'm not Jesus. From now on, I plead with you. Understand the word may. Do you think you understand what I've said so far? Because when I read this scripture, it deflated everything. Because I realize that there is a limit to how far I can go. And if Paul could tell somebody in, in praying, somebody who had been such an ex, who had rendered such an excellent service for him, if Paul could not say, your seat is guaranteed, who am I? May the Lord bless you. And open your eyes in such a manner that you will not take these things light. Sometimes, in conclusion, sometimes we make our pastors and our leaders as if they are the mountain removers. If I ask everybody sitting here, do you want to go to heaven? You will raise your hands. And if I say, 
go to heaven, you will be happy. But the kind of heaven that we are going for was, uh, would be decided by him. But I also know that if you, determine, if you are determined to make sure that your heart is right with the Lord, you will make it. It is the only place that when God looks and it is fine, you'll be justified. So that's why in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11 to 13, when, uh, and I say it in this church very often, it's a benediction. When Paul was giving the benediction to the people, he said, Look at, listen to what he said. And now, and now, may our God the Father himself and the Lord Jesus Christ Direct you to us. In other words, that you must see something from we ourselves. The may is repeated thrice. Listen to this. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love one to the other and to all. Just as we do to you. So that he may establish your what? He may establish your what? Blameless. And what again? Before our God and the Father at the coming of. Read this portion for me. One, two. It is too strong, eh? It is too strong. It is too strong. Let me read it through and then I take my seat and we come to the table of the Lord. From verse 11 it says, Now may our God the Father himself and the Lord Jesus Christ direct you, direct our way to you. I can't explain that we don't have much time. Verse 12 says, And may the Lord make you increase. You see, when he was talking about increase he even said may the lord make you increase it has been reserved for what the heart will respond to praise the lord when the heart becomes pure the increase will come it's automatic and so if you want to be blessed i can only pray and say, may the Lord increase you. But when you respond with your heart, the increase will come. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love. Very important. I notice that when the heart is pure towards everybody, brethren, it's a challenge for us in this church. Let's make sure that our heart is pure towards everybody. No segregation. Too many of classes. We already have a problem with glass church. May we come down. Hallelujah. Ah, the preaching has begun. 
So the Bible says that may the Lord make you increase and abound in love. One to the other. And to who? All. Just as we do, Paul said, just as you have seen us do towards one another. Then the verse 13. So that, now listen to the construction, we don't have So that because of that, so that, so that he may establish your hearts blameless. That is where the issue is. If the love is not genuine, there's a blame on our hearts. So that our hearts may be established blameless. And then he goes, in holiness. And not to man, but before God. Before our God and Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. With all the saints, may you be found blameless in all holiness towards one another at the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen.